from your bottom line perspective. If an employee is sitting idle, every minute of that is an hourly rate they're getting paid that you're not utilizing for your business. So if you want to think about it as far as that, if someone's getting paid $20 an hour and they sit there for eight hours, three of their first days, that's hundreds of dollars that could be reinvested in your business. Welcome to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where I bring a decade of experience working in some of the most influential companies in tech to help you navigate the ins and outs of being a people manager. From conflicts to feedback to delegating and more, we will leave no stone unturned when it comes to what makes us love managing, kind of hate it, and everything in between. Doesn't matter if you're a new manager looking for some tips or a seasoned manager looking to up their game, everyone is welcome to hang out with Managing Made Simple. Let's go. I know you're here because you want to be a better manager, but I also know it's often easier said than done. That's why I put together a scorecard of 20 things that you can do this month and every month to show up better for your team as a manager. From positive feedback to recognition to honoring those working norms that we know we gotta do but sometimes forget, this scorecard serves as a checklist and accountability buddy to remind you of all those things you gotta do to be a great manager. Download your copy today at leahgarvin.com scorecard. Welcome back to the show and welcome back to my regularly scheduled sinus issues. So apologies for sounding like I'm coming at you from inside of a fish tank. All right. Well, it is Sunday and we are going to talk about the situation you might find yourself in sometimes of help. I have a new team member starting tomorrow and I haven't thought about it. I don't have a plan and I don't know what to do. We've all been there where we spend so much time on looking for candidates, on interviewing, on finalizing details. Then we get busy because we have the person squared away and realize, oh my God, they're starting tomorrow and I don't have a plan. Okay, no shame, no shame on the podcast. And if you're finding yourself in this situation, first I wanted to set the stage of why onboarding is even important because this is something I think we can overlook and then we have a new person starting and we're like, well, why should I have thought about it in advance? And I want to bring you back a long time ago, my first job in tech, I moved by myself to another state up the coast. My husband was still in school, so I got an apartment, and I started a job. And on the first day, I was so excited. I got there early. I parked my car. I go inside, and the admin assistant for the team walked me to my desk, and I sat down. It was about 8.30. And no one said a word to me until 4.45 when I was like, well, I guess this is my life now, where I got up and left. And I felt terrible. I said, why the hell did I move? (laughs) Why am I here? What am I doing? And it really, really tarnished the experience in this job. My manager apparently was in an offsite all day and didn't reach out at any point. I had no idea what I was supposed to be working on, no idea where to look for anything, you know, how to even get started, use that time to ramp up. The person just like didn't think about it. And what happens when we don't think about it is it tells an employee at the outset, I don't really have time for you. I'm not, I'm not excited that you're here. I, you're not a priority. And that's not how we want to make our new employees feel. Because a lot of times, especially now when people are freely changing jobs in any amount of time, including like way less than a year, we don't want to set it off on the wrong foot. We actually want to set it off on the right foot. Not only that, okay, from your bottom line perspective, if an employee is sitting idle, Every minute of that is an hourly rate they're getting paid that you're not utilizing for your business. So if you want to think about it as far as that, if someone's getting paid $20 an hour and they sit there for eight hours, three of their first days, that's hundreds of dollars that could be reinvested in your business. So what do we do instead? 
Well, I wanted to share three simple, simple things that we can do in employees first week to help them to get set up for success, to show them that we're excited that they're there, to help them get up to speed right away so they can hit the ground running. First one is to carve out 15 minutes at the start and the end of that person's first day where you can meet with them. And if you are not able to do this because it's literally tomorrow when they're starting and there's no way you have an all day meeting or something, then find someone on the team that can meet with that person at the beginning of their day and at the end. You want that person to be welcoming the the new hire, telling them they're excited they're there, showing them the ropes, showing them around if you're in a physical location or showing them around virtually, you know, a, a Google Drive folder or a Dropbox or wherever you have stuff, how to use the Slack channel, whatever it is. You want someone to give them a tour at the beginning. And this is going to be really, really important because this sets the tone right away. Ooh, okay, I can find my way around here. I belong here. Ideally, you do make yourself available, at least for one of those two meetings. Because if you are the person's manager and you're evaluating their career, you want to be building that relationship from minute one. So I'm going to say, if (laughs) unless absolutely impossible, please make time that day, at least for one of those 15-minute sinks and ideally two. What is the sync at the end of the day? It's saying, how did it go? Welcome again. I'm so excited for you to be here. What questions do you have now that you've been here a little bit of time? And opening that invitation for someone to come to you so they're not sitting idly waiting around with questions and they don't really know how to ask them. We want to create that moment. What questions do you have? Where are you getting stuck? So we get them off and running back on day two. Next, we want to send a welcome email where everyone in the team can know this person has joined, can help celebrate them, and knows what that person is working on. I'm calling it a welcome email. Obviously, this could be a Slack message or whatever communication forum works for you. The welcome email is awesome for a few reasons, because it opens the door for other people to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I'm working on a similar space. Let's collaborate on this. And it opens the door for that person to to reach out to other employees because they've been announced that they're actually there. And a lot of times folks feel uncomfortable reaching out and saying, hi, I'm new here. Can we meet about something? Or I have a question. And we want to make that a little bit easier for someone. Even if they are comfortable reaching out proactively, we want to open the door so that it's clear why this new hire is reaching out, who they are, you've endorsed them as a person that should be connecting with people, and so on. So this is going to be really important. The email can literally be two sentences. Hey, everyone, wanted to welcome Joe Smith to the team. He's going to be focused on XYZ. I've asked him to reach out to folks about the role. Please also reach out to him to connect. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Right? That's more than two sentences, and it's still very easy to write. So, and bonus points for saying, hey, Joe, reply with a little bit about yourself. So that person can share about themselves, some personal things, some fun things, and other people have some hooks to grab onto to respond and connect with them. That's an easy one, and we don't always do it. I've been in teams where I join, and the manager doesn't send this welcome email for two or three weeks, maybe even a month. And I'm emailing people or sending invites or asking people to connect. And they're like, who are you again? Like, why would I meet with you? Just send the email. Literally, I gave you a template right now, a couple sentences, send it out. Try to do it that person's first day if you can, honestly, because that's going to make everything so much easier for you. The more proactive your team member can be, the less they're asking you to be helping them and answering questions. And we want to be available to answer their questions. But if we're not the right person to answer a question and we could have pointed them to someone through this email, then let's do that. Last one, we want to give them an overview of what success looks like this first week. A lot of employees start a job and they want to bring value right away. And it makes them uncomfortable to just be sitting and waiting and soaking things in and feeling like, well, how long should I be onboarding for? 
How long should I not really know? Should I be doing my job from day one? Should I be meeting with people? If it's not clear, people make assumptions and it may not be the same as what you'd like to see. So explain what you'd like to see. Outlining a couple things, sending an email to that new employee or talking about it in this 15-minute sync and saying, hey, wanted to let you know, here's what success looks like this first week. I want you to be reading these kinds of documents, taking in this information. I want you to be shadowing someone in their role. Or maybe they have to start the job immediately. And you want to say, well, you know, you have to start the job immediately because, you know, you're working on the customer service desk and this was, we don't have somebody here or something like that. And so success looks like by Friday, you feel like you have less questions than you had today. Something like that. Very, very simple. But we want to give people a clear picture of what we are expecting of them in this first week. I've been on teams where employees come in hot. They go, I need to add value right away. I need to be adding value. And in meetings where they don't know anything, they're already like making suggestions around product direction, stuff like that. And it's like, ooh, rein it in, buddy. And I think that's because the manager didn't set expectations of, hey, in the first week, I just want you to be getting to know people, listening, soak things up, be a sponge. Instead of that person feeling like, well, they hired me, I better run in and, and start changing stuff. So when we set expectations, we can make that person have such a more seamless transition and they make a better impression from the start. Those are the three things we can do. If you have a new hire starting literally tomorrow or imminently and you haven't really thought about it, make 15 minutes at the start and end of that first day or find someone who can connect with that person just to welcome them, show them the ropes, give them that tour of the company. Second, send a welcome email within the first few days introducing them, talking about what they're going to work on and inviting other people to connect with them. And then third, give them an overview of what success looks like their first week. If you do this, you will give your new hires such a better experience than like 90% of managers out there because people don't think about it. They think it's like, oh, whatever, they'll figure it out. And it makes a bad experience. And they wonder, why did I join this company? And that is not what we want our new hires to think. We want them to think, I am so excited I joined this company, right? Okay, so that's what we're gonna do. And if you want more specific support on how to set up your onboarding system, this is one of the core six areas of the Ops Playbook because I know it needs to be tailored to your own company. It has to feel authentic. So this is why we cover this in the Ops Playbook because it's a fundamental piece of how you drive efficiency in your team. And it saves you money at the outset. And that's what the Ops Playbook is all about. Finding those little quick changes that you can make on your team that optimize people, save time, and save money that you can reinvest in your business. To get started with the playbook, reach out at hello at leahgarvin.com or head to leahgarvin.com slash playbook. See you next time. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where my goal is to demystify the job of people management so that together we can make the workplace somewhere everyone can thrive. I always love to hear from you, so please reach out at leahgarvin.com or message me on LinkedIn. See you next time.